Hello, everyone, and welcome back to week number seven of It's Not the Worst Movie Ever podcast. My name's Sterling Hammer, and my co-host, Lee Paddock, are bringing you another podcast on August 2nd, 2020. Uh, Just want to give a heads up. We do this at the beginning of the podcast now. Spoiler alert. Um, But yes, this week we bring you a movie by me called The Lucky One. Uh... I've been looking forward to watching this movie for a few weeks now. I've been especially since um, Lee was super excited to show me our last week's film, Uncut Gems, and get my reaction to that. And I think he got his preferred reaction to it. (laughs) You seem to have gotten your uh, retribution. Yes, this is a... This was the... Well, I guess... All my movies have been straight romance, or have been romance movies, Ro- like rom-coms but, and. But like he could, yes, of, I guess, yes. But I think Lee Not could dance movie. Footloose. Yeah, I think you could see past that when with um the first one, uh, just in one of the guys because oh it's eighties, so you just were in, you were just loving the eighties theme of it. Yeah, you, that was fun because that was a romance movie too. But it's eighty, so you right. you get the it nostalgia goofy. factor. It was goofy, and yeah. And then more, Footloose, yeah. same thing. It's got the it's it's not eighties, but it's a remake of an eighties movie. So now you're just kind of right. getting all that cheesiness of it. Yeah. The Duff, the Duff was more romance, and that's when you started realizing like, oh, yeah, this is what Sterling likes. Yeah, I <laughs> didn't like, like that. This is what one. Sterling talks about liking. But then when you actually have to sit there and watch it, because <laughs> the lucky one I am going to admit, and everyone who knows this film, it's it's a film based off a book it's by Nicholas Sparks, and um, it's a true, mo- it's, it's, it's the most romance book. That's the thing. This was the first only romance. There's no comedy. This was not a rom-com. This was a romance no. movie. Yeah. They don't really make much straight romance movies now anymore. They're usually yeah, like dr- really. they're usually like romance dramas or rom coms. Yeah. I like, but I love straight romance movies. Obviously, <laughs> me. <laughs> yeah, I was kind of reminded why uh, I don't really like these types of movies. <laughs> yes, I heard uh, the anyone who knows us and knows Lee. I could hear the demon coming out every once in a while. Just over there, just oh. <laughs> Every time anything, something kind of happy happened, or some cheesy like, just sound like a South Park character next to me. <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> the troll in me. <laughs> yep, the little old man. It's not even a troll. It's the oh, little yeah, old the man. Whole... <laughs> Transformers, you know, CGI, <laughs> the prequels. Contrived romance. Yeah, you become Palpatine. <laughs> um. So yes. Uh, do it, Zach Efron. A <laughs> uh, little bit about this movie. Um, obviously, the name is called The Lucky One. Its uh, budget was $25 million, and you can tell this movie was just in a city. And it was mostly <laughs> in one uh, one uh, house or, or two different houses. It was either yeah. in his place or their place of uh, the dog Well, I think motel. I definitely believe it was shot in Louisiana because a lot of movies are shot there now. It's very cheap. Yeah. Um... One second, everybody. Let me just do something. This is a little unprofessional. Well, uh, I guess while my uh, colleague is... Oh, I think he's just getting the DVD. Yeah. Never mind, everybody. Sorry, everybody. That was a little unprofessional. <laughs> but, you know, this is what you Sterling's get. Sterling's episodes are going to be like this, it seems. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. We'll see what your 
Instagram post is like next week. No, I'm just kidding, everybody. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. I know. I'm just kidding, everybody. <laughs> oh, just being relaxed. But yeah, sorry about that. That was a little unprofessional, but the three of you that are listening to this can be okay with it, I think. I hope. <laughs> For now. For now. Um, but yes. Sorry, I want to get back into this film. I wanted to get what I was getting, everybody, was the DVD cover. Of the DVD case because I needed to, I wanted to give you guys you a little synopsis of this movie. Synopsis. Yeah, this movie, like most of my movies, has ridiculous plot synopsis that sound very funny. <laughs> They're corny. <laughs> That's a word we're going to be using a lot tonight, folks. Well, one of us will be using a lot tonight. I don't share those thoughts. All right. Okay. <clears throat> so the lucky one, after three tours and dude. After three tours of duty in Iraq, U.S. Sergeant Marine Sergeant Logan Thibault Efron goes in search of the unknown woman whose photo he believes was his good luck charm during the war. Stirring, heartfelt, and deeply moving. It's the acclaimed movie that critics are calling the best Nicholas Sparks film since The Notebook. Now, you might be asking, like, why is that synopsis so short? Because this movie doesn't have a whole happens, <laughs> but Nothing if you're a true romance film lover, happens. that things happen. Lee can't. Lee, that's the thing. Lee's gonna, I think, come to terms with what romance because he's used to seeing any romance he sees. Oh, it's never the main thing of the movie. It's just something that happens. Yeah. That's always just a it plot should, point in like, a movie. It's not something that should just be one single. That's thing why it's a genre movie. of movies. Romance movie. I understand it's a genre of film, but sometimes it's usually intermixed with other interesting story elements. Yes. We're going through his mental trauma and her mental trauma. What, romance. What like, is the her thing trauma? Is you have to like, because that's the thing I always love in movies. The romance part is always my favorite part of the movie. I Not know. always the favorite part, but it's always a, a high up on the list of my priorities. So I lo- would love a movie most. that is dedicated directly to a romance movie. Oh, yeah, I I get it. This is definitely your type of movie. Just like Uncut Gems. And I'm not Gems. even the biggest Nicholas Sparks fan. Like, I do like romance things. I do like romance novels. But his movies are and novels are usually boring. Like, I don't like Dear John. That one's not very good. Oh, yeah, I remember you telling <clears throat> me about that. That one just ends also just kind of like, oh, this isn't a romance movie. This ends depressing as shit. <laughs> um, and The Notebook, I was... Who knows? Maybe I would like that. I saw The Notebook when I was a kid, so, like, I don't know. I was never into The Notebook. I, yeah. <laughs> but this one, I mean, I like Zac Efron, and I like the female actress, so... Yeah, Taylor, this was more my era of Nicholas Taylor Park. Schilling from uh, Orange is the New Black. Yeah, The Notebook, Piper, the Notebook came out so long ago. Piper Chapman. Yeah. Um, That's her. Yeah, character. this movie's so. Yeah, the budget was very small because yeah, this not not a whole lot of crazy expensive scenes are gonna happen in a movie like this. No. The twenty five million dollars went towards actor budgets. Yeah, the one, the one action. Basically, scene just act. Movie. Basically, just uh, the actors is uh, <laughs> a little troll. The old man's coming out. I'm fighting it back while I do my little I intro. I'm trying not to interrupt <laughs> you. <laughs> um, but yeah. You could tell that the budget went towards paying the actors. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you know, this is when uh, Zac Efron was kind of... Uh, this was when he was breaking out of, like, being uh, Disney, the kid. Out of the high school And he was doing musical. the serious thing. I'm the Marine with PTSD. I'm 25. Yeah, I'm, 
you know, he's doing, he's trying to be a serious but actor. Then this is like his, like he, uh, Zac Efron has a kind of air, kind of airs. He had the high school little kid era. Then he has this era where he started doing like rom-coms and like, oh, am I going to do that? Am I going to be that actor? Get those kind of paychecks. Yeah. And then he decided, I think cause he was bored of doing those movies. He didn't really want to do this. Then he started doing comedies mm. and really raunchy comedies yeah. and trying to be more yeah. doing stuff like that. And I know to be you're not a fan of Zac Efron, but I am a fan of Zac, Ofr- Zac Efron. I think he's hilarious. I know. I mean, honestly, not hilarious, but I do. I wa- like him as an actor. Watching this movie, and you probably like you know, him as Ted Ted Bundy. I didn't. I actually didn't watch that movie. I, well, then you might have to know, because we'll I watch might. a lot of Zac Efron movies. <laughs> yeah, I might. I might watch that, because um, that's actually interesting to me. Um, yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, but watching this movie, he's not, he's not a bad actor. I mean, I don't really watch, uh, yeah, I don't really watch a lot of movies with Zac Efron in them, but, uh. But he's been acting for a long time. He has been. He's, he's, been, a, he's been acting since he was a kid. Yeah, he's. A, so he's like a, He's a product of Disney. He's one of those type of actors, you know. Yeah. But I mean, not even a pro. he wasn't really a product. He did one movie for them. He didn't do like a bunch of things well, for them. Well, he did High School Musical. Yeah, he did the High School Musical trilogy. Well, the and show. I mean, and now he's going to show. Oh, yeah. No, it was, it was, mo- it was movies. Those stupid, That's why I'm yeah. saying he's not completely Disney like Channel, Disney Channel. Movie. And all those Disney par- stars went crazy. They always do. But he didn't even go crazy. What am I talking about going crazy? He, just, he didn't know. He didn't know. He's a good actor. Yeah. He has, he has charisma. And handsome enough to get away from Disney. <laughs> <laughs> he is very handsome. I'll give him that. <laughs> um, no, I don't, I don't dislike him at all. The acting in this movie actually isn't terrible. Um, Your just main gripe is that just not a lot of whole things are happening. But nothing happened in Reservoir Dogs. I think quite a bit actually. It all took in place Reservoir in Dogs. literally one room, and except for but, a couple cutaway scenes. Yeah, you had flashbacks. You have this interest, these in, this interesting dialogue. They're all just streets that are near characters. that one room. Right, but I feel like Tarantino made the best out of all that and made a more complex and interesting movie than this. Now, it's weird comparing a movie like Reservoir Dogs to The Lucky One. Yeah, you can say that. A romance film with oh, yeah. Zac Efron. See, this, uh, romance and fans always with a much bigger budget upon. than a movie like Reservoir Dogs. It's just Dogs. sad that like uh, romance novel, romance fans and genre is looked down upon more than even the comedy fan like genre. It's a real Look, prejudice. I like any movie that just is just good and just uses its elements. Hey, utilizes this, this movie had all well. your checks your box. Good acting, no CGI, <laughs> practical <laughs> effects. What's wrong with it? Practical effects. Oh, uh, the end scene when that treehouse fell, that was a real treehouse problem. Oh yeah, the one like like the action climax of the film. Mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm. I don't know. <laughs> Something mm-hmm. about it that just kind of looked <laughs> chintzy and cheap and like it reminded me like Honestly, this might be a, again a weird comparison. It reminded me of like the end of Jumanji, like when the house gets flooded, and oh, it uh, looks like more like a ride. Yeah, it looks like a set like getting a set. flooded. And okay, that's well, what, yeah, and it it's is supposed to be like a creek. It is a set, but yes, yeah, but it's also supposed to be like a you know like a creek. With, okay, <laughs> like. <laughs> 
that's not that's not the problem with the film. The film is just totally uninteresting to me, and I feel like a lot of it is fucking forced. Every element of this movie, I would say, is forced, including the romance. And who forced it? It was directed by Scott Hicks. Oh, I'm sorry. (laughs) I'm just kidding. You got a bunch of things that you wanted to talk about. I'm sorry. This is your movie. Everybody, Lee's so abusive. Call 911. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I'll get this intro over quickly, and we'll get Lee's obviously very uh, uh, passionate feelings about this movie out in the open. But uh, (laughs) yes, like we've said, this movie is starring Zac Efron from all the things that we know him in. Zac Efron. You fucking piece of... (laughs) I'm going to give it to Lee later. Um, Taylor Schilling. Everyone knows her from Orange is the New Black, I'm sure, not from this movie. (laughs) Yeah. Um, J.R. Ferguson, Mad Men, Judging Amy. He's the mean stepdad. uh, Not stepdad, but the mean uh, ex-father, (laughs) ex-husband. Mean kind of grumpy southern cop dad. Just kind of abuses power. He's a cartoon character. Cheated on it. I mean, they broke up because he cheated and he was obviously abusive. (laughs) Yeah. Um, He's just, uh, you know. I also, for my uh, Judging Amy fans out there. That's how I know him. Lee <laughs> knew him from Mad Men. I knew him from Judging Amy. Yeah. Again, <laughs> Goes to show our complete differences. Highlights and our opposite tastes. And then you have Blythe Danner. Yes. Uh, Meet the Parents, mother of Gwyneth Paltrow. Mm-hmm. She's a very old actress, been in a lot of things. Veteran. Yeah, you always got to have a veteran actor, yeah, yeah. actress or actor in these romance movies or mm-hmm. these kind of movies. Because mm-hmm. always, they're always the wise one that gives the advice. Yep. Um, this movie came out back in April 2420, bro. 20, uh, 2013. Was it uh, 2013? Yeah. Okay. Just, uh, I, I, Lee was asking that because I accidentally told him 2012 earlier. I forgot that it's 2013. But I, it's funny. I didn't even realize that when I was writing that down. It came out on 420. <laughs> this is a movie to release on 420. <laughs> I guess it had, wasn't as big of a mean bag then. Hey, you could. Smoke a joint with your girlfriend and then go see yeah. this. They maybe they really thought, so they thought lovely romantic film. Get the stoner romance people. <laughs> Doubtful. Uh, this uh, would not. This feels like it would appeal more to a Christian audience, honestly. Except for the sex. Yeah, there's like multiple like sex scenes and a little bit of they're violence. unmarried and there's she got a divorce the Bible, and there's divorce. And okay, but Christians don't care about what happened in the Bible. You're also supposed to not wear clothes made by like anything but wool or some bullshit. <laughs> People still do that. Don't you dare test me, Lee. I would test you, and you would be wrong. Probably. Uh, another useless fact is this movie was made by Village Roadhouse Pictures and D Nova, Novi Pictures. No one knows you these know, things. You know, it's funny. They probably make low-budget Well, Village Roadshow like is uh, is kind of a major studio. Oh, Lee would know. I like Lee's vast knowledge. This is where it comes they in produce, handy. Yeah, you know, they produce tons of movies. Like, you, you don't really pay attention to, like, studios and stuff no, like that. No, not at all. Um, but, yeah, they've produced a lot of really prominent films. There's sort of a, probably a mid-tier um, sort of studio. I think they're owned by Warner Brothers, Time Warner. The Time Warner Company. Mm, um, that makes sense. 
I think I saw Warner I mean, Brothers is mentioned. Yeah, we in my, in the and Warner Brothers the logo. Yeah, the logo. You see that in the beginning. Dun, 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 oh yeah, yeah. We were commenting on Warner that. Brothers like Warner Brothers is one of the last few uh, studios out there that we. Yeah, it has an op- uh, This movie has an opening credits. Opening credit scene. scene. And for people who don't know, that is what is an opening credit scene, Lee? Well, basically, it's just when the credits of you know the people who made the film appear Playing in the beginning the f- of the film. And so, and a lot of the times in like the early days of cinema, and right up probably until like I don't know, maybe around, you know, maybe like nineteen ninety nine is when they probably stopped doing them in major films. But a lot of the time, the opening credit scenes would be these sort of elaborate sequences under themselves. Um, Tarantino is still the one who kind of does this. I do. I like a uh, intro scene more because it gives you a chance for some the character to do something. It gets it. It gets you a chance. It's usually it's usually a it can be a it's usually a montage of the world, so we can kind of get a vision of where this movie is going to take place and what we're going to see. And I I like that. And even like movies that will do like they'll do. Well, I wouldn't say the opening scene. (laughs) Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, but I wouldn't say that the opening credit scene in this movie is like a super elaborate, like set piece or anything. But it's you know it's always, it's always fun kind of seeing an opening credit scene in a modern movie. Dead. All right. Yeah. (laughs) I guess I deserve that because I cut you off. (laughs) No. What were you saying? Nothing. <laughs> I don't even remember. It was nonsense. Um, but I like. I mean, I this is a pure example of a movie I like. Yeah. Uh, well, just, just like, yeah. It's all romance, and I know. <laughs> well, I mean, uh, the the next movie I choose, which you guys will hear next week, will yeah, be he's uh, already a told bit different. <laughs> Lee's looking forward to it. Yep, yep, yeah. Aren't you looking forward to it, buddy? Oh, God. <laughs> um, Ew. <so laughs> Betty. Um, but I'm so curious because I've been just watching this whole time while Lee was watching this movie, taking these notes, doing these scenes. All right, Lee, let me, let's, let's hear some of Lee's notes on this movie. Oh. I think it's a good time. Well, <laughs> let's start with the, the opening narration. Uh, it's just... Literally, like every generic narration you've ever heard. In a okay, movie. let me give it what? a defense. Okay, one second. Let me just give you. Let me. Sorry for cutting you off. For one second. Let me give a defense of this movie and a defense of romance well, this movies. Is your movie, so that are yeah. based off of romance books. Okay, romance not movies are trying to appeal to the fans of that book, so they have to be usually as faithful as possible. Which means like they're gonna romance movies are like romance books. Romance books start with a prologue of just like what happened, dude. What's happening? Why are yeah. these characters the way they're gonna be? Why are they usually damaged? <laughs> and that's, that's usually how it works in romance. Fine, movies. I guess. And then but... you get that. That's why in the end of this movie you get the like the, the you were like it's still going on. It's the little boat scene because I guarantee if I read the book that's the epilogue page and a half at the end. Of wow. uh, that they have in every romance book. I know they have that in other books too, but there's a structure for romance books that always happen, and movies will have that same structure. So yeah, they'll have the generic. Well, that's the prologue. That yes. You have to hear. <laughs> I okay. That was my. I'm just giving you a little I, offense of like why it was like doing that. That's not the problem. My okay, problem I'll is give you just the po- with the the podium the, is to Lee now. Yeah, the problem with that I had is just the narration is bad. It's <sighs> badly written. And it's just the most generic shit. It's all about destiny and fate and, oh, well, I remember the time when I, ugh. 
immediately. Because this movie like, is all oh, about... This is, is going to be one of these type of movies. I mean, yeah, it's a movie based about... It's a I romance mean, Destiny. Film. Yeah, romance movie. About Dest- which is a, a huge plot in romance movies. It's Destiny. I'm surprised that we haven't... Fate. I haven't said it yet, but this is probably the definition of a chick flick. This is what... In 2020, like you're going to gonna say something's a chick flick, you sexist piece of Look, shit. This <laughs> is definitely a feminist would describe this movie. In that of sense. course, whatever. But guess what? <laughs> I don't give. I know you don't. Fuck. I'm not criticizing <laughs> you for that. I'm just saying, like, this is the type of movie that I usually shy away from. Yeah, um, I know. And that that opening narration just immediately was like, okay, I think I kind of know what I'm in for with this movie. Um, and then you got the the opening war scene, which I think is badly directed. Why? How? Because, why is that? Why do you think and I it's understand a bad? Maybe the, that's partly because of the low budget. You can't like do a super like elaborate. I mean, yeah, you shouldn't have to do. Yeah, we forget there was a war. There you was shouldn't war. have that's to do probably like where a, a lot of the budget went. You shouldn't have to do like a super elaborate like action scene. No, it's in just a romance movie, but it should kind of be well directed. But everything it's done is shot in like super close up and shaky. A lot of it's done in night vision, and then some of it's not. Even though it's still like well, because now we need to see the darkness because it's not. I, still, a, I can't see the characters. It's though. not a. Complete it's not darkness. a complete darkness. It was they were lit up. You just weren't paying attention. Apparently. I was okay. So guy they, wearing glasses, blind man, watching this movie the whole time. This, because what you're talking, you said it yourself. This isn't an action movie. This isn't a war movie. It's not a main point of being accurate to war. Like who cares if they turn the night vision off? Well, they turn the night vision off because we're about to do the scene where we're going to see the brother and all that stuff. And we have to be able to see the brother. If he has his night vision goggles on, he's not gonna be able to recognize the brother. (laughs) (laughs) It's all setting up for the romance. (laughs) It's part of, again, that's one of the, the elements that's, that's forced. It's like it's all for the romance. For the romance, we're gonna use a fucking person's trauma, post-traumatic stress trauma. This, wow. Okay, we yes, because finding her and building a life with her is gonna my ultimate save problem it. with this movie, <laughs> and why this movie is a fucking d- disaster for oh me. Oh my goodness. This movie is garbage. This movie literally fucking uses military a fucking veterans trauma as a way to force a fucking goddamn boring ass romance in this movie it's ridiculous i was fucking i wanted to scream i wanted to scream the whole time i'm sorry if i'm too loud by the way he's getting the old man's coming out People that know him, this is this sounds this rant's gonna sound res- reminiscent of uh, Transformers Four. Yeah, somebody should <laughs> fucking throw a bottle cap in my ear. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a callback that nobody will recognize except our friends. But yes, okay. Listening. Get back on the rant. I don't want to interrupt it. <laughs> well, it's just like everything in this movie is fucking forced. The very foundation of this film, the whole thing, the genre. That this thing is based on. The reason why this movie exists, the romance, is fucking forced and contrived. He could just tell this woman. Yes, and he, he could has just to... tell this woman what is. He could just tell this woman 
that he found her picture. When yes, but he's got like severe trauma about doing it, it because it, he's afraid that okay. she'll be like, what, what exactly reality, what she says. It, would maybe, it was meant to protect my brother. Okay, in reality, in reality. Okay, in reality, in, you he don't. He would tell her after like two days of feeling sorry for okay, himself. Okay, it's a movie. Guess and, what? In reality, when you shoot someone in the neck, it doesn't guzzle out like a fucking fountain all the way up 50 feet. Okay, but that's a different situation oh, we're dealing oh, here with. Oh, a different situation. It's a different yeah, movie. Yeah, that's movie violence. We're talking about We're movie talking about romance movie romance. Here. Yeah, not the same it's thing as movie forced. violence. They had to force that blood. It's not it. Well, okay, Tarant. Oh, okay, I'll give you this. Tarantino does... Uh, I'm just telling you a lot of things. Movie universes film. have to be forced. W- w- all horror movies. Why don't you just get the fuck out of the house? Why would you stay in the house? There's right. something in the house. Get out of the goddamn house. I get that. Yes, movies do of course run on a different type of logic. But this is using like real life trauma and the fucking, uh, fucking veteran who had to fucking really deal. It's like this movie would be better if it wasn't because just it was about dealing with the romance. If it was about a fucking Rom- a fucking veteran okay, but that's a who whole had to acclimate thing. himself to society oh, again. And disgusting. you could have it be you could have the romance be a major part of the film, but also yes, it would be mostly but the romance is what heals him. That's the Sure, whole yeah. Just get into this Because wow. because of finding her, he was able to find a job he loved. He was able to find people he cared about and loved. All he had was his sister. He had no parents. I mean, from the, what we could tell, there was no one to pick him up when he came home from the war. All, the only one who was there for him was his sister, and he, he felt so guilty because he was just ruining her life. So he, he walked from Colorado to Louisiana, and, that, and, and I get it. That scene, maybe he worked through a lot of things in that. Because that's, that's a, that took not, weeks to do. This movie was over a probably, you asked that question, this movie was probably over a few-month period of time. Yeah, and it's just like, uh, like okay, the, the, okay, I get it. Okay, okay, he could. It's a romance movie, so we're not gonna. That. Okay, it's a romance movie. This isn't trying to. They're okay. not catering to veterans. This isn't like supposed to like educate people but about PTSD. I feel PTSD. like it's almost. It's kind of insulting. But no, they still treated it like PTSD. Like they gave him the symptom. He was having night terrors. People right. could creep up on him. I'm sh- he was what? feeling feelings of loss, listlessness, mm-hmm. and the destiny, the romance was what destiny. drove him to find a good life and find his place, like a find of somewhere where he was happy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. And that just angers Lee to his core because a baby wasn't sacrificed that's, to that, a cult has that of happened? witches that were in the forest talking to the kid and that's why he likes playing violin. Yes. That's what Lee would have loved about. Has that happened in any of the movies I've shown you yet? I'm sure that will. I'm sure it will somewhere. And when it happens, I'll reference okay, this movie. In a podcast. movie that's like where it's sort of appropriate for that kind of thing to happen. If, I mean, I'm not saying that that's like appropriate, Lee but loved like a genre, But you know, that's a horror movie, and I get it. You we're that argument. You know, we're talking about genre. I guess. I guess it all just depends on what you want out of that certain genre. Let me tell you what my favorite romance movie oh, is. Oh, God, okay, here. here it's Rocky. Uh, it's the original Rocky. That's my favorite part of the movie is the romance. It's the heart of the film. I think that movie is a romance film at the at the center of it. The f- most important part of that movie is the relationship between 
Rocky Balboa and, and Adrian. Yeah, when they kill her off in that series, it's when it goes like, oh. Well, I mean, Creed was good. Creed was good because, but but then he was an old man who was missing her, and that made you feel yeah. that was kind of that love was <laughs> and still there. and her brother. Paulie. That was kind of that rom that romance was kind of there by his love for her still yeah, even in his yeah. old age. Mm-hmm. Um, but and obviously in Creed two, we all know we ne- we I haven't seen see it, but we know what happens. <laughs> what does happen? Well, he dies. Did he die? I'm pretty sure we saw it in the trailer. I heard he was gonna. They were gonna do more. But I don't, I don't whatever. Know. That's not that's but a future bad guys. <laughs> let, I mean, let's movies see. not to see. But no, I like Rocky. Um, but yeah, uh, that, yeah, that's your favorite romance. That's you know the heart of the film, and that's such a beautiful relationship. And it's between. And here's the other thing that I I honestly didn't really like about this movie. It's between two people who don't look like movie stars. They they're not polished. They're not beautiful. Oh. Um, they actually, they look like people who live in fucking poor ass, like, okay, Philadelphia. Okay, that movie, well, when Rocky made it, or uh, Sylvester Stallone made it, he wasn't making a romance movie. He was making a boxing movie. That movie was catering to boxing I, fans. I feel like this boxing movie, kind the, of is the gotta, most... If you're mad at anybody, you gotta be mad at Nicholas Sparks. The director ha- and the screenwriter okay. had to make a movie based off of the Nicholas book. Nicholas Sparks novels. Well, you should start, even though I, in the beginning I said I didn't really like him, even though Lee's going to hook me up, give me that discount on the book. I'm going to get this book soon. Oh, yeah. Lee got me that Barnes & Noble hookup. Whoop, whoop. <laughs> I'm regretting that. Because <laughs> I'm going to read another just good old romance. He's gonna now have... you know, now all those books over on that shelf, this is what they're all like. <laughs> I would never, ever read a, ro- a romance novel. <laughs> Never, never, ever, ever, ever. Whoa, ever, everybody! Ever, ever. Podcast idea, but okay. Um, You're not gonna no. Okay, okay, okay. Podcast idea. Um, <laughs> let's hit another one of those points on that list because there just there were so many happening. The gremlin kept coming out. I this was movie just, weirdly just re- during like funny scenes that I wouldn't even think that the gremlin would come out. I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> you were yeah, you were reacting to my reactions. This is pretty funny. Maybe one day we'll record our reactions. Ooh. TikTok. Follow us on TikTok. (laughs) All right. Well, (laughs) one of the points I had was (laughs) this movie weirdly reminded me of the first Rambo movie. Oh, yeah. You kept saying that. I was like, Like, why are you? This is like the boy. This is the scene where he'd start like killing the cop with a pencil shaving. He's like, (laughs) okay, but that's not going to happen in this movie. Why keep talking about the movie? Like, when is that movie ever? When is this movie hinting to him just killing? I don't know. What was probably you're sensing is the director probably likes Rambo. Rambo. And just there are. There's the cop (laughs) and the Marine, like, all right, boy, hands on the table. Like, that totally reminded me of fucking Rambo. that, That did too. But. Because then they're trying to cater a little bit to the boyfriends. That's how romance movies work. But I mean, there's like no, work, there's but. no <laughs> like other action in it or anything. So it's like, it was just weird to me that it, they would, <laughs> it would just I don't know. I don't. Even but you think, never see. I, th- I I don't think the director actually was probably influenced. Because yeah, that's the thing when you think about Rambo. it in Rambo, you never see a flashback to him in the war. Not you the don't. first one. No, you don't. But I feel like, not to get so too off topic. less war scenes than in that one. Not to get too off topic right now, but, you know, I feel like Sylvester Stallone, you know, really conveys a lot 
you know, without having, you know, dumb flashbacks. He doesn't have a lot, you know, he doesn't really say a lot in that movie, honestly. Yeah, so it's not a romance movie. It's not, you know. (laughs) Not even any ladies in it. There's ladies in it, but there's no ladies. But no, they they don't really factor into the plot, yeah. Yeah. It's a man's movie. Oh, this is a man's movie. How about that? This is an everybody's movie. I didn't mean it in that <laughs> sense. Everybody, just cancel Lee Paddock at Lee Paddock. Cancel him right now, yeah. please. This Tweet can, him. This podcast will already be canceled <laughs> for any any chance of success. But, Rude. yeah, that's just like a little weird thing that I kind of noticed. Like any scene between him and the cop, the ex-boyfriend or ex-husband, sorry, guy from Mad Men, any scene... With those two, just like immediately reminded me of him, of Sylvester Stallone and and Brian Dennehy and Rambo First Blood. It was kind of weird. <laughs> yeah. Um, Another thing I re- I saw I kind of picked up uh, like a trend in my movies is there's always bullying. Like there's yeah. because I think that's just a big premise in romance movies because that's how you get to sympathize with you need the person that conflict yeah bullying because Again, like in romance another movies, element not a lot of things are forced happening. everything in this movie is forced oh. this guy oh. oh okay we're gonna talk about the ex husband now this fucking cartoonishly evil <laughs> fuck <laughs> who I guess does one redeeming thing at the end. And ends up getting him fucking killed. I bet yeah, he regretted that like son. an asshole. Yeah, but he needed to die. He was a problem. He needed to die. That's how. Problem. That's how he you got get... in the way of their romance yes. with his Christ. alcoholism Disgusting. and his uh, domestic. Yeah, his alcoholism and his domestic abuse and his belittling of his son. Hey, a real, real happy ending would have him getting help in the end. Hmm? The movie's not hmm? about him. Hmm? Hmm? Yeah, but still, happy endings can maybe happen a guy for everyone in this fucking jolly and cheated on his wife for a few years doesn't de- deserve any redemption. Maybe his redemption was saving his son and then he and dies. sacrificing himself. Yes, yeah, so their love can. But be and Zach Efron understands because he he saw that kind of stuff in the military all the time. Guys with a badge and a gun. Fine, fine. I still hated that character, though. <laughs> he was just the most cartoonish fucking dick. He pulls a gun on Zac Efron during one scene. He gets drunk. He fucking like pull, like sees Zac Efron walking his dog, points his gun at Zac Efron's dog when he's like barking at him because he's he fucking to, like, threatening. Him. Yeah, he's trying to get into a fight with him, and. <laughs> He fucking pulls his gun out. And of course, Zac Efron, being Mr. Perfect, a military man, pulls his gun out or pulls his gun from his hand and fucking pulls it apart. You know, like you'd see in like an action movie. And this movie just has... There's your action. This movie just has so many weird moments like that. Well, he's a Marine. How's that a weird moment? He got... a A cop got drunk. And confronted his ex-wife's new I boyfriend. I just think that this... That happens. It's like th- that and a sappy romance don't mix. Yes, it does. Yeah. Not to me. Because how is there anything going to happen in the romance? I the conflict with the romance? You said things have to happen. Well, things happened, and then you're mad that things happened. <laughs> What's allowed to happen in romance? Only bubble forced gum? things. How is it forced? It's all the fucking cartoon. Are you telling me he like he has ex- to be a complete douchebag? Are you telling so me Zac Efron never looks completely douchebag ex husbands? That's not the point. Then that harass and abuse their power to make their lives hell. But this movie, 
again, uh, is abusing real fucking trauma to fucking convey this abusing. forced. Yes, it is. It's insulting. No. It's fucking cheap. It's done in a really fucking corny, soap opera-y fucking garbage way. No. Where there's no weight to any of this. I don't think soap there's, opera. Oh, God. This is a fu- Okay, Hallmark movie. This reminded me of a Which fucking like. Hallmark movie. I know you do. Because the yeah. like the king of romance movies. This yeah, those movies probably have the fucking shitty, abusive, cartoonishly evil ex-husband or just husband character who fucking you know is disappointed in the son when he fucking expresses interest not in sports but in classical music. Uh, he's an alcoholic. He fucking literally sniffs Taylor Schilling. Like a fucking Disney villain, like that fucking villain in Hunchback Notre Dame. Uh, yeah, in the Hunchback of Notre Dame. I, it's, he's a cartoon character. This is yes. not representative of a, a real abuser. No. Okay, but that's no. not what the movie is trying to do. Yeah, the I movie's just, trying to I give you a gross. nice romance. I feel movie. gross about this. Just well, this I feel whole gross thing. watching a man get his ear cut off and then lit on fire and then shot fifteen times. <laughs> Okay, still, <laughs> I feel he almost did. <laughs> while he begs for his child's lives or this being his child's lives, I feel gross after that. I feel gross after watching some piece of shit jeweler guy go around and fuck everyone's life over for two and a half hours, and then get <laughs> shot in the face. And then when he finally had something good happen in his life, then maybe he's gonna turn around. Oh nope, shot in the face, your fucking life's over. <laughs> that feel made me feel gross. All right, well we feel gross <laughs> about. Different things. Yeah. You know what? This podcast is over. Canceled. I'll see you next week. Click. <laughs> <laughs> well, as you can tell, we're pretty uh, heated about this because we have very, very different. Who knew we would be on like, mine? Because, I no, didn't think. I no, would it's ever... per- no, it's exactly the movie would because you're the one who's going to have those stronger feelings about the movie. Mm-hmm. Even if I hate your movie, I'm just going to be like, I hated that movie. Like, I'm not going to have such strong emotions and connect these dots of, like, it's a show and PTSD. You're connecting dots where it's like, bro, guess what? It's a Nicholas Sparks movie. Like, yeah. where are you seeing these things? There's no cult in the jungle, in the in the woods. Play, I don't care that the about that. the violin is I playing music. I just care too. about a movie that has a not more interesting has to be story. A message. I know everything has to be a message. Not even have just, a message. Not even a message. Themes. It has themes. Romance. Destiny. Fate. Fucking yes, boring destiny, generic fate. shit that In is vague and opinion, fucking Mr. just like, Bernie. well, it's all going to just lead to them getting together. Mr. President, that's in your opinion. Okay. <laughs> and I'm not saying that what I'm, yeah, I'm not saying that. I'm right. Well, actually, it kind of sounds like exactly what you're saying. No. Okay, well, I'm sorry. If I'm <laughs> coming off that way, everyone, if I come off as a pompous I never, okay, See, putting words in Not my mouth. Not even doing that, and you're putting words in my mouth now. Uh, um... I don't. Everyone, we're gonna have a poll on our story. We'll see whose words we're gonna be. <laughs> <laughs> we should do that. But I, I mean, I don't care if you like this movie. That's cool. I like Uncut Gems. I like Reservoir Dogs. You don't. You don't like that type of movie. I was surprised you liked Do the Right Thing. It really was. Because that was fun. Until it wasn't. Uncut Gems isn't fun. 
part Reservoir of Dogs fun. isn't fun. Okay, I'll give you that. Well, that's why I can say Akun Jebs is a fine film. It has great acting, filmed well. There are some crazy scenes, but then also there's a, like I. You just don't like the relentless, you know, just, anxiety. Oh, I gotta feel anxious the entire yeah, time. The re- the re- that's yeah, what life is. Right, you don't like the tension. You don't like movies. Yeah, because it's tension. like what is this constant tension? What <sighs> we listen to our last week's podcast if you want to get this discussion. Well, I mean, it does kind of tie into. What we're talking about, because this movie is a tension vacuum. There is Not no tension. You like I didn't romance. feel. I didn't feel any tension at all, because I knew that these people were gonna get together. Because when you're this, watching this something like this, type, you, you don't want tension. You, like you want to know. Okay, this goes to here. They go to there. I'm gonna watch uncut gems when I want to feel that anxiety. I'm gonna go watch Breaking Bad when I want to feel sadness in my heart. But when I want to feel nice. I'm going to watch okay. The Lucky One. That's perfectly From the fine. author of The Notebook. Fluff movies exist for a reason. I have no problem with fluff movies Sounds being made. Sounds like you have a very big... You need, when you, but a movie like this, where it's fucking taking the trauma of an abusive relationship... Well, guess of what? A That's person all romance who watched books. his friends die you, Then you need to read war. one of my romance oh, books, God. and you'll, you'll hear... No. Horrible things okay. that happen to characters and in that. You need to read <laughs> Blood and Meridian and feel just nihilistic horror I, about I know the world. That. <laughs> Wait, what? I already. But that's just real life. You like real life stuff. Sadness, just boo. Okay, I want to be entertained by feeling that. bad. Okay, well, why do I? I mean, I like fun stuff too. No, you don't. You're disgusting. I do. But yes, I do gravitate. I gravitate more to things that have weight to them in some form or form or another. Just say it, Sterling. Just say it. All right, Lee, you're a piece of shit. There you go. Lee is being a rude. We're really animal, and I just watched a lizard on my window eat a moth. Everyone. That's nature. Nature's happening right now. That's what it's like in the desert. That's what it's like in this movie. What's going to happen? Are they going to get together? <laughs> that What you just described is probably way more interesting than anything oh. that happened in this film. And I didn't even just see what you saw. Offensive. I was looking at my notes, and then you said that. I was like, oh, wow, that sounds pretty awesome, actually. Way more awesome than this this film. This is is boring. Says a guy. Boring. Whose bottom foot is exposed to the world. (laughs) I'm a poor boy. Boring. Boring. But guess what? Watching four guys masturbate about blood and talk about a a bunch of cool things that you never get to see is boring as shit, too. Okay. Yeah, I understand. Yeah, I get that. I get why you would, you know, think that a more like dialogue-heavy movie with no romance Ugh. at all. But you know, them talking about you know snuffing out like a the police informant the whole time, which for me just it adds that element of tension. The violence adds an element of tension. Like holy shit, they get all this the guys. Beginning, that guy's the informant. Really? Did He's you the really? New one. Okay. All right. Yeah, I guess. Everyone, I'm so smart that when I see a movie, I know how it ends right in the beginning. 
I'm just kidding, everybody. Well, I guess the fucking ending of this movie at the, the beginning. So, bloop, bloop, bloopity, boop. You didn't know she had a son. <laughs> oh, yeah. Got oh, him, everybody. Yeah. Oh, I yes. win the podcast war well, this week. Well, let's talk I about win, everybody. Podcast done. Bye, everybody. See you later. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> well, right. let's actually... I guess I want to kind of briefly talk about the son. <sighs> I like the son's character. <sighs> well, he hates it because it's uh, just... Listen, let's hear I don't want to... Let's hear why he hates a child. I don't want to be too insulting here. I don't want to be... I don't want to sound too mean. But this child's acting was not good in the slightest. He was actually very bad. And almost every scene with him well, he's not made in me it, like, cringe. He doesn't have a lot of Oh, there's, I'm glad he's not in the movie a lot. But any scene that he's in is just no. cringeworthy. No. Yeah. It's yeah. nice bonding moments. Mm. You have the son for bonding moments. I'm fine. I'm fine with him, you know, bonding with the kid, blah, 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 blah. That's fine. You need that in this type of movie. Whatever. I understand that now. But this child's acting is something that reminded me. It reminded me of an Adam Sandler movie. It reminded me of the child acting in, like, Grown Ups or some shit. Or, like, Those Click. are good child actors. Those are not good child actors. Terrible child actors. I'm sorry. No. They're bad. Just the most forced fake. It's everything I don't like about child actors and what they're forced to do. They're forced to say these dumb lines. They're, they're always meant to be like these quip machines. You know, they always have these corny fucking one-liners. And he's just like, it's like you could just tell. Like he's got, he's saying lines written by like a forty-year-old, and it's like all the. People on set were just watching, like, oh. Well, just like, uh, I mean, I get it. Okay, I'll give it to you because because when I see the kid, I'm not thinking that. I don't care. The kid isn't the big deal. I can't help. Once but again, think I'm it. watching I'm the romance movie, one hundred percent for the romance. You're enraptured into the fucking movie. That's what a movie's supposed to do. Hey, good on you. I'm glad you really enjoy that. I'm glad you were so immersed that you didn't. You overlooked. The poor child acting. Well, because I don't think, I because couldn't. obviously I, he's a better actor than me. Like, I get it. You're coming from the perspective of an actor, but he's still in a and he's a child. picture movie. And he's he's a child. like a child, probably no older than 10. No, I get that. Child acting. Like, you're like, judging. It feels like you're judging him like the Dakota Fanning. Not every child actor is Dakota Fanning. It's very, very rare to get a great performance out of a child. You could be lucky to get a decent performance. Because to get it, you basically have to probably abuse them. <laughs> and that's that's very un- um, unfortunate. It's very sad. And usually I don't, the only way to... The I don't only, condone it. Yeah, that's why all. the only I don't really... Like, that. The, I feel like the best child performances are usually in comedy movies. Because it's probably easy to get a kid to be relaxed and acting. Sometimes. Oh, God. Uh, Lee's anger when we watch Grown Ups 2 in the future. Oh no! <laughs> oh God! R.I.P. to that kid, though. Oh yeah, I, Cameron Boyce. Man, Lee's name recognition, but yeah, <laughs> R.I.P. Yeah. to Cameron Boyce. Yeah, that is a sad. That is actually very sad. Um. Wow. But uh, yeah. But yeah, this kid. Just, I'm sorry. I'm just. I. But it's yeah. I get. I get. Okay. I don't want to sound too dis- disrespectful. And it's just my ultimate problem with like child actors. It's like. Every child in like a lot of these types of movies and comedies, in romance movies like this, they have to just say these dumb, 
one-liners. You know, they're always, like, happy and brainless. It's what a, a director I really like. Um, uh, it's a kind of a, a misquote of a thing that he said about, like, kids in movies. And when he made his film, like, was it was about, like, the Spanish Civil War and how, like, kids, you know, are actually, you know kind of really brutal towards each other and mean to each other. We see bullying. Yeah, they're in this just movie. basically small versions of adults. They do adult things it's just in kid ver- ways. Yeah, and they're more in a way they're almost more like savage and because yeah, they're they underdeveloped. Yeah, they haven't learned the customs, the norms. Exactly. I get you, but then once again, I'll counter but this not isn't, the main focus of the movie. It's not the main focus and this isn't that type of movie to analyze that. I get that. But I'm just saying that's just one of the the kids Things literally in the like movie and in the bo- book to showcase how good of a mother the mother is so mothers yes, will relate yes. and mm-hmm. they'll like the character. Again, forced. It's another forced element. You gotta, oh, Sorry, you gotta give spikes. her a, you gotta give a reason a why. Spikes, this podcast. <laughs> oh, yeah, Nic- Nicholas Sparks will hate me now. <laughs> I'm so upset about that. Sorry, Nicholas Sparks. <laughs> All these spikes. I'm sorry, buddy. <laughs> uh, wow! You know this. This movie is like the literal version of that Pat Oswalt bit, where he was like talking about the romance movie. Well, yes, because it, romance it, movies follow a very common. Are right, trying uh, to fuck? Will they fuck? Probably. <laughs> yeah, but like that's I, like, just, but that's mostly rom coms because rom coms they're trying to. This fuck. is. This kind movie isn't like them that trying too. to fuck. Well, they fuck, fuck several times. Yes, movie. but they fuck. They, it's like it's pretty much guaranteed they're going to fuck. Of course. Rob Combs, it's always like, oh, they're trying. Oh, they're going to also, but. Looks what he's like, oh, yeah. Two beautiful people being up. They're going to yeah. definitely make babies. Of course, of course. Uh, I'm exhausted. <laughs> Lee has, it was very entertaining. That's one of my uh, uh, notes. Lee, during the movie, he asked, like, are you making a note on me? Well, this was the note I made. My overall happiness watching Lee's reactions <laughs> to some of the more corny, corny scenes. Like when he said, I wrote down a couple of my favorites. When he said, um, you should be kissed every day. Every oh. hour and every minute. That's the like line. after the first time they kissed. <laughs> That's the line of the movie. I Lee guess. loves that. Lee lo- Lee loved that line. Uh, this is when that came. I just saw. I saw Lee shrink to a three <laughs> foot little old man. Young ones. Do it. Fucking. Oh, another good line that Lee got a good Lee reaction. Why did you come here? To find you, uh, <laughs> Lee love that one. Oh, Lee man, really love that one. That is a serious groaner. Oh yeah, yeah, I, I was. I mean, I just, I just. Well, as we wrap it up here, overload. I, I, okay, 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 okay. We get it. Yay. <laughs> now wrapping this movie up, I just want to say that if you're a romance fan, this is a good movie because it's hits all the romance things you want. 
It's just, and like, I don't like the 2020 thing of now everything's got to be PC and everyone's inclusive. Let's put two average, ugly fucking things that look like like me and make them love each other and kiss. No, I want to see two beautiful human beings go and I can pretend that for a second that I'm not a troglodyte monster and go watch this movie and go and watch some pretty people fuck. I'm a fan, uh, my fellow fans, my fellow mommies out there, the fans of YMH, they say it too, Hollywood should be beautiful people, the inclusion of ugly people in Hollywood is ruining Hollywood, we need to bring it back to the standards of the 90s and the 80s where everyone's beautiful, fuck inclusion. (laughs) That's my ultimate stance in this movie, (laughs) fuck inclusion, (laughs) don't quote me on that, (laughs) I only mean with attractiveness <laughs> I don't know I don't cancel me in the future I, it's not I don't even think it's a PC thing I like I you know with the type of movies that I like I like watching people who aren't conventionally attractive and beautiful well yeah you know, because those like, aren't robots movies I, I feel like this is just a movie about people who don't have that many problems if I'm watching a romance he watched his best friend explode. Yes, I get that, and that's one of the things I had problem with. Was younger, it's like almost like she a married an abusive piece of shit, and oh. she lost her future because she got pregnant with him. I feel like they all have problems in PTSD, but you don't care about them because you're a traditional liberal. <laughs> <laughs> there it is, folks. There's a, he's got a Ben Shapiro. Make America <laughs> racist again hat on. <laughs> Make America white again. Trump forever tattoo on my ass cheeks. No. It's true. It's true. not true. I disavow everything he just said. I yeah. love liberals. <laughs> yeah, well. Did you uh, finish your final thoughts or is there anything else you want to say? Uh no yeah I I think we we <clears throat> How about uh, your I rating? was mostly just trying to get this movie was mostly getting your reaction to a f- your first true romance movie <laughs> yeah it was I wanted to get that you got it especially after uncut gems you torturing monkey <laughs> um oh well, you got me back any last things you want to say on it well I mean it's just uh, for anyone who likes these types let's get of movies, uh wait wait uh, before oh. he recommends it let's get Lee's rating how much would you recommend this movie oh god all right well there's an audience for this type of movie definitely you already went through the box office right yeah it made a hun- it tri- it quadrupled its money okay so yeah there's clearly an audience for this type of movie um and I I don't want to insult them and I don't want to take away anything from them so you know what if you enjoyed this movie if you like this type of thing I would highly recommend if you just want to you know sit back and watch two pretty people go through a tumultuous time as they fall in love with each other you know you know it's there you go I like that but (laughs) now your personal rating (laughs) (laughs) for someone like me who likes Films that 
have things that happen in them and have and aren't. That's such a rude thing to say when you like movies like Reservoir Dogs and Drive. It's such a rude thing. I like things that happen. Okay, well, you don't like those movies. But okay, okay, let's get your personal right. Those things do happen. (laughs) People are going to hate me. I think they're going to hate me a lot more with my opinions on movies. But okay, here you go. (laughs) This movie just came, again, I've used, I use this word a lot. It came off as forced. Just everything. For and contrived. Yes, like just everything just had to be, they had to just make these fucking giant ass like excuses to make the plot happen. And it just, it just annoyed me the whole time. He could have told her at a way earlier point in the movie and it could have become a more interesting movie of their relationship developing as he's acclimating to society and, you know, dealing and dealing with her trauma, dealing with his own trauma. We could have actually, you know, dealt with it in a serious way, but no, they had to deal. They had to go into corny montages. I mean, I know we're wrapping this episode up. There was one thing I, I wanted to say was that the montage, the montages in this movie were literally nauseating to me. Because this is what you do in romance movies. Because what are you gonna watch them like go on fourteen dates? You're gonna watch them bathe the dog for forty five minutes. I know, it's fine, it's part of the romance movie formula, but this just, like, it just, again, everything about this movie just rubbed me the wrong way. It was forced and contrived and corny, and, I mean, it's not even very, like, to me it wasn't even very well directed, it was just flat. There was no, like, real, like, technique utilized, um... Uh, the cinematography is fine. It's like something out of a TV movie. Um, Rude. You know, this is just this is just the definition of a movie that I don't usually watch, and this is the type of movie that Sterling just absolutely raves about. Um, he loves just he loves romance, where everything works out in the end for the two pe- for the two leads. Mm-hmm. You Perfect. Know. And I'm someone who likes a little bit more drama and a little bit more... And dead babies. Uh, not all the time. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, a little bit of twists and turns and, you know, tension, dramatic tension, something. Something that'll just pique my interest. And nothing really did in this movie. Um, so yeah. Your personal yeah. rating, Al, after that long answer. Did you give yours? Answer. No, you haven't given yours yet. Okay. Sorry, God. We're just being really aggressive to each other in this episode. Well, I think someone's deserving it and someone isn't. (laughs) All right. So, I guess my. Right now. Like, what are you going to give it on IMBD? IMDb. Um, (laughs) I think I'm probably going to give it a 4 out of 10. I really, I didn't. Uncut like gems just went down to a one. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I didn't okay. like it. I just didn't like okay, the movie. Okay, okay. I get it. We got that. We understand I'm that not, you don't like I'm, the movie. <laughs> I think we all got that. I'm just saying. My personal rating, eight. <laughs> Obviously, it's not Oscar worthy. Most romance movies aren't, no. if they're dedicated to the romance. Well, there's some romance mo- <coughs> romance movies that have. Made splashes at the Oscars and box office and all that. Probably should uh, have. Titanic is a romance movie. Ugh. But I would say that movie is probably I more interesting Titanic. than this. 
Titanic. I'm not a fan of shit. Titanic either. Titanic's boring as shit. It is. Um, but I don't like historical dramas. Like that. <laughs> That's another thing we'll reference. I, I do when they're done right. I have fan. I have different tastes in romance. A lot. Um. Okay. Well. 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 We get our. Well, this podcast. This podcast is actually like the shining the most light on the difference in what we like. Yeah. Because I clearly love this movie. Glee clearly hates this movie. <laughs> God, yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I don't know how many times someone can say corny. Um, point and counterpoint. And that's what this podcast was going to be. But, uh, so, uh, and Lee will be teaching me, ne- uh, I'll be getting, Lee will be getting his revenge next week with. Well, I mean. Will we, what will we be? Sh- what I will, don't will, think the movie that I'm going to show you next. What week will be is the view? Be, what will we, what are we reviewing next week? Well, not reviewing. We don't review. But what are we watching? <laughs> what are we gonna next be week? watching next week? Well, um, I don't think this is going to be a movie that's going to be torturous for you. Um, who knows? I I don't know. It's going to be fun. Uh, the movie that I'm picking is uh, it's a movie from 1997, from one of my favorite filmmakers, Paul Thomas Anderson. It's Boogie Nights, starring uh, Mark Wahlberg um, and a giant penis prosthetic. Hmm. I don't even think Sterling even knows what this movie is. No, Have you ever I heard think of this I've movie? heard rumor like talk about, but no, I don't really know much about it. Oh well, which is funny because week. this was Lee's not. This was not Lee's first choice. Yeah, Lee was gonna show me a much more traumatic thing. I think he wanted to do. Yeah, Full right. Metal Jacket. But mm-hmm. sorry for him, he showed me that years ago. <laughs> I did, and I didn't even remember. But I did, because I, I don't like that movie. <laughs> and I, I remember the movies that I don't like, because <laughs> they're always horrible. <laughs> it is a traumatic film. But yeah, so yeah, we'll be watching Boogie Nights next Boogie week. Boogie Nights. Which I have no idea what it's about, Well, so we'll see. I think you might you might enjoy it. Well, we'll find out next week if I will. I hope but so. I, I'm, uh, I don't want to torture you every you. time. I think you do. Um, well, yeah, well, this wasn't torture at all, of course. <laughs> this was revenge for the anxiety I was given. Um, all right, everybody. We're going to wrap it up now. Uh, please leave a like, a comment. Please share the podcast. Um, right now, we're in the process of being reviewed by Apple, uh, Apple by Apple Podcast. Ooh. So we're hoping to have all our episodes. <clears throat> Once we're on that, we'll uh, we'll have a Instagram post go out, letting everybody know that that's happening. Uh, that our episodes are now up there. We'll upload all the episodes up at once, and then we'll start. They'll just go on the weekly cycle of being uploaded on Podbean and Apple uh, Apple at the same time. And then soon we'll be growing to other podcast services. But right now we're really trying to get through Apple. And Apple has this thing where everything's got to be reviewed by man, like actual people. So it takes forever forever for things. But mm-hmm. I hope you look forward to that because I know some complaints that we've had from friends is that Podbean is an annoying app to use. Especially on the yeah. phone. Um, but yes. Um, but yes, please do all those things. Leave a like. It really helps. You don't get me any of those. Comments. We don't and then share it. Um, <laughs> shameless plug time. Please follow uh, us on It's Not the Worst Movie Ever Pod on Instagram and TikTok. 
Uh, you can, mm-hmm. uh, when you're looking before this, TikTok gets banned. Yes, before TikTok gets banned, we're still up there and we'll still be posting until it is. Um, free Hong Kong. Uh, it's not. Uh, and then if you want to listen to this on Podbean, you'll find it on it's not the worst movie ever. Dot Podbean dot com. Type that in and, the, and it'll, it'll take you right to our page. Um, then please follow our personal uh, Instagrams. You'll find those linked on our podcast Instagram. Yep. Um, yep. Shameless plug for myself. Please follow my dog's podcast, the underscore desert her underscore podcast? star. My bad. <laughs> my Her Instagram. Instagram. I post uh, mostly daily of just very cute pictures of just her being a little fluff butt. And then please follow, and then also if you want some funny and entertaining videos, uh, follow us on Desert at, uh, follow us at Desert Star 2 on TikTok. Uh, you'll see a bunch of just stupid, stupid shit going on over there. It's fun times stupid until it's gone. Shit. Once it's gone, then sadness ensues. But what? <laughs> that's life. That's life, right, everybody? And, you know, with that, I think we're going to end the podcast, everybody. I hope you have a great week and a great. Uh, night. Everybody, whenever you listen to this, great night, great afternoon, great morning. Yeah. Bye, everybody. Don't get into a contrived romance. Or do.